Sure. Okay. Well, joining me today for our Ignite Agility podcast is Aaron Sanders. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Angela. <laughs> and I said it right, correct? You said Sanders just like the colonel. Yeah, just like the chicken, I like to say. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> Colonel Sanders, we got that going for us. Well, Aaron is going to come to visit us in Minneapolis in May once again. We did host him last fall, but he requested a little warmer uh, month. So he's coming to visit us in May, and I thought it would be good to sit down with him today and share a little more with our listeners about why we're going to be offering this advanced product owner, uh, what's different, what's what's new, what's hot about it over the regular certified Scrum product owner. And Aaron, you're also one of the only people in the U.S. certified to offer the CSP PO, the Certified Scrum Professional, correct? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. So we're going to take advantage of you being in town to knock out both of those for our graduates, but why don't you start off by saying a few words about what you think really sets that advanced program apart from the entry-level credential? Sure. Thanks, Angela. The big difference, of course, in the beginner class, we go through what is Scrum and the Agile mindset and why Scrum works. So there's a lot more on the framework itself. That's removed and we go deeper into practices in the advanced class. In the beginning class, we touch a bit on personas and user research. And then in the advanced class, we do those things. We will interview people, we'll create prototypes and even test with different people and get their feedback. So we go a lot deeper in the practices. That sounds good. And I always liken that that entry-level course, that CSPO, I always liken that to your driver's license. Um, and, and right now, at least, there is no quiz even. So it's like, here you go. You learned a little bit about the framework. You learned about what it means to be a PO. Now go do it, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I think about the beginning class is somewhat like getting your high school degree. And then the advanced is the undergraduate and the professional is a master's level graduate degree. And then if you want to go on and become a coach or a trainer, that's where it's like a PhD. And, and as, as you know, being one, you have to publish or perish, right? You have to do things like <laughs> right. this podcast and <laughs> be involved in the community. And I think that's something that you also start to get with the professional level is we go even deeper than the advanced classes on a lot of the hands-on stuff. We talk deeper about business models and cost of delay and a lot of things that would feel very similar probably to a product manager sort of role. Uh, me, the difference is a product manager is the job that you're hired for and then or the title that you get and then product owner is the job that you do. That's a great way to position it. Um, you know, there's been a lot of posts from the original creators of Scrum saying in many ways they took uh, traditional product management or they even took a product manager who was willing to try doing the work differently and really modeled the product owner role after that. Yeah, and I have to give credit to Melissa Perry. She posted that on LinkedIn, that that succinct little soundbite about the the title you're hired for for 
versus the role that you have. That's a nice and, one. Yeah, and I think as, as part of the, the professional level, you start to really get involved in the community to keep up that, that level of certification. So the advanced and the professional both are more than attending a two-day class. The basic class probably helps you feel okay with trying the role and knowing how to break down stories and, you know, the real fundamentals of product ownership and scrum where the advanced starts to really look at how to map those things out and run design studios and ideate fast and prototype and test fast. And then the product owners is deeper on that. Plus looking at all the financials, the business models and the uh, financial aspect of it. Do you find that uh, people who are coming to the advanced CSPO have had any problem meeting the 12 months or more of actual product owner experience in the workforce? Heck no. As a matter of fact, I see a lot of people that come into the beginner class that already have that one year of experience. So going into the advanced class is, is no problem. I really like it because there is that accelerated language and conversation. People have been doing the job mm-hmm. at least a year, usually more, and they're looking to up-level. They are looking for those things that, that really take their game up a notch. How about the next one? Because to come, well, to come to the advanced CSPO, you don't, you don't really need anything. Anybody can attend the course, but to qualify for the credential, they need their CSPO in 12 months or more of work history. And then for the certified scrum professional, the CSPPO, they need another 12 months. So two years total. Are you seeing any uh, barriers to entry with that? I think there's some people that could pretty much zoom right through the beginner and advanced level because they have two, three years of experience, five, ten. I've had a couple of people that have taken both the beginner and advanced and are really looking forward to the professional level because they're already ready for it. And they've been self-learning. They've been getting their Scrum education units. They have the experience. What they don't have is the certificate that that allows as a prereq them into the next level. And then in terms of the way you as an approved educator have structured your program, because the Scrum Alliance does let let us, I mean, as approved educators, structure the programs in any way that we'd like, what, what appealed to collaborative leadership team about working with you is that you've structured your programs similarly to ours in that they're two days. And we've, we've heard from our students yeah. that they want to get it done. You know, they don't want to drag it out. They want to get out of the right. office and go somewhere and knock this thing out. Um, that being said, is there any sort of pre-work or homework or, or post-coursework in your programs? On the product owner side, not really. We do all that work in the class itself. So I always say as, as a prereq, come prepared. And I mean, be awake and ready and not just there physically, but mentally prepared as well. And there's a lot that we have to do to get there, uh, racing around, getting ready for the day or, you know, Another nice thing about doing it in May is hopefully we're past cold and flu season, but all of those things that just might not allow you to be fully present. Mm-hmm. I think one of the better things about that hands-on experience and, and two very 
action-packed days is another thing the learners mentioned is the ability to interact and learn from the other people in their groups. We move people around a lot, so they're meeting each other and working with each other throughout the entire two days. And so that that's the important thing is be ready to not just sit back and listen passively to what's going on, but to lean in and work with groups of other people and uh, in rotating groups, like a social dance, right? You might come with your partner to the social dance, but you dance with others and then you take that back to your partner. So it's kind of like that. And then you, you take the stuff back to your work and figure out how to apply these things that you've been learning in the class and from each other. Absolutely. And, and that's, I think, an important element of the two-day instructor-led in-person program is it's not just, oh, I'm going to come and learn from Aaron Sanders, this great, you know, approved educator, because you are great. But I find that people learn from each other, right? Don't they learn just as much from each other? Tips I think they might even learn more from each other. Uh, they have so much contextual awareness. And uh, if somebody is deep in network and infrastructure and isn't quite figuring out how to use some of this discovery stuff, and then through rotation happens to sit next to somebody else in a very similar context, yet has figured some things out, there's deeper learning than I can apply because they're they're in the context. They've been doing the job for so long. And I see a lot of people walk out of the class with these connections that they keep up with yes. the with the other participants. Absolutely. And I don't mean any disrespect to our, our fellow approved educators, uh, but what I've seen happen now that I've been doing the certified scrum master track for so long, you know, that advanced CSM and the CSP PM, uh, SM, excuse me, um, is I had somebody ask to audit because they already held the credential. And so we had to work out all the particulars there um, in terms of reduced cost. But, you know, we do have costs to recoup. And I asked why. Mm -hmm. And they said that although they earned their their CSPSM uh, easily in the online sessions uh, with the educator that they worked with, they just came away from it missing interaction and craving interaction and wanting to actually talk to other people about some of these experiences. And I'm like, wow, I, I guess I <laughs> never considered that aspect of it. You know, when we set up our program, we just asked our graduate base, how do you want it to look? And, and we just kind of followed what they told us or the, the majority of the responses. Mm -hmm. But I think that interaction is important. I do too. I have thought about, would I try to put together a distance learning program? I mean, things like not having to jump on a plane filled with a bunch of sick people uh, does, does have a bit of an advantage to me. And also uh, to the learner, I think about the ability to be self-paced. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes distance learning would be the right way to go. And a lot of people like to be collaborating real time with each other. And that's also where I get energy is being in the room with everybody else and seeing what's landing or where we might need to slow down a little bit and discuss further or maybe even take things offline. I'm sure all of that is available in distance learning uh, if you invest the time in it. I haven't invested that, that time yet because so many people do seem to like that face-to-face -face experience. Right. Same here. I, I'm sure there's uh, wonderful tools or alternatives to, you know, technologies mm -hmm. come such a long way, but I have not explored that at all. 
what would you say what would you say is the um most common takeaway that you're seeing from one of your students coming out of the advanced CSPO, like kind of the common problem they walk in with or the, the common aha that they walk out with? What are, what are you seeing? Well, I try to collect some of that real time so we can make adjustments along the way. One thing that comes out over and over again is that a product owner is way more than a list manager. And something I've picked up from Jeff Batten is as a product owner, be more like a doctor, less like a waiter. And that really sticks, just that simple little slogan and what that is analogous to. People walk away feeling, I own this. And, mm-hmm. and that's really a powerful thing to see. Right. And, and words matter. Um, you know, the, the fact that they keep uh, tweaking the wording in the scrum guide to try to make it more clear. And I think almost every time they tweak the words to make it more clear, there's something that gets missed. So prioritized, you know, you said more than a list manager. Mm-hmm. So right. a couple of years ago, they removed prioritized because people were bastardizing that term. Oh, it's all priority. (laughs) Well, nothing is then. Um, So they changed it to ordered. And what's happened to me lately when I point out, well, the scrum guide says that, you know, the product backlog is ordered. They're like ordered. Like I am a waiter or waitress taking your order. Uh, And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Force ranked. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, stack rank order. <laughs> I think also as well, I mean, words do matter. I think about order and tidy, like everything's ordered up. Mm-hmm. And there's something in there to that, that it, the shape of the product backlog is correct and it looks right to others. Um, I also, being a fan of Canavan and Dave Snowden, I think about the ordered versus the unordered domain. And that ordered means the clear ability to see cause and effect where an unordered you can't and a lot of our work is unordered i don't know i think maybe right now i'm i'm justifying or rationalizing why it's okay to maybe have some clutter in your product backlog right? i don't know i mean it should be <laughs> stack ranked yeah up at the top things should be airtight and ordered we should understand cause and effect because we're going to deliver those things but if things are unordered or even disordered further away, that's okay. And part of figuring it out is discovery, is trying to get out of the building and interacting with users and building models and trying to validate those models and, and bringing that order in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our big use kind of, of the backlog... Uh, improvising right now. I'm sorry. No, no. That's, that's quite all right. Um, at our own organization... If we don't throw some things on the backlog that aren't quote unquote ordered, if we throw them at the bottom, it's just so that we don't forget. It's like, oh, that's a really good idea. And we don't want to forget that. We're not ready to talk about it right now, but jot that down. You know, more of a placeholder to have more conversation later. Yeah. So that you don't wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, that thing. I should really do something about that. Yeah. Let's write it down. So at least have that, that token, right. To, to talk about later. And then I can let go of it a little bit in my mind and refocus on the really important things. Yeah. And I think um, with the advanced 
CSPO and the CSPPO, you're talking about going deeper with some of these things. People may understand that it's not just, oh, product owners, the keeper of the backlog items or the user stories, as some people like to say, or um, they're getting more involved in that ownership piece. Because I don't know about you, but you know, as a certified Scrum trainer, I see. I saw at least in my market and in my career, product ownership really breaking late. It seemed like everybody was hopping yes. on board with the Scrum Master role and and almost using the CSM as a as a Scrum one hundred and one, not not mm-hmm. necessarily as a Scrum Master course per se. And the product owner classes really seemed only to catch on, at least for me, in the last couple of years. Where now those are full and now people have been just pushing me, when are you going to do the advanced? When are you going to do the advanced? When are you going to do the CSP? And I'm like, Aaron's mm-hmm. going to come and do it. Because <laughs> he, he jumped on this bandwagon before I did. So any, any thoughts about why you're passionate about product ownership and really wanted to tackle that more readily than, than some of your peers like me, you know, who hung back and went, well, <laughs> we'll see if people yeah, are really I, interested in this. Sure. I, I think product is, is such an important key piece uh, that our processes and the, the way we develop product should follow that. So our, our organizational structure and maybe even culture is a direct reflection on if we can produce or not. And so I find that higher functioning, better shops have better products. There's a relationship. And so I've really been thinking about how do we help people build the right thing? And because that, that feeds everything into Scrum. Scrum Master and the Scrum Master class in, in somewhat of a 101 sense, mm-hmm. I feel like that gets the engine running. This idea of iterative and incremental development and having solid tech practices down to take advantage of iterative and incremental and Scrum. So now we have the engine running. What kind of fuel are we putting into that? And that's product ownership. So I feel like that might be one of the reasons why it lags just a little bit. People need to get their get running, like get their feet on the ground and get running with Scrum. Then they start to think about product ownership and maybe that's happening in the in the macro sense too. So um, but I, I really think that's that's where it's at is is figuring out how do we get things in and out of this Scrum engine. And there's a lot that actually happens past delivery as well. And when I talk to product owners, they typically agree when I ask them how much of their time is spent doing work that's really related to inside the sprint versus getting ready you know, for a sprint or things that follow on after a sprint. And the answer is always around 80% is around the sprint, about 20% accepting stories and attending stand-ups, whatever else. Yeah, that happens inside the sprint, but it's getting everything ready up front and then monitoring things afterwards right. the product owner job. I always tell people that the number one reason we see Scrum adoptions fail is the lack of a proactive, empowered product owner. I mean, you can get mm-hmm. by with kind of a so-so team and a so-so Scrum master, but if you don't have that product owner out in front cultivating what's next, what's next, what, what do you do? No. <laughs> you all sit there and twiddle your thumbs. 
Yeah, and the engine coughs and sputters. And uh, another another thing that I'm trying to work past too is the idea that the product owner is a single person on the team. Somewhat like we're trying to work past Scrum Master as a person. Yes, Scrum Mastery would be certainly a really great thing to have on our teams. Same with product owner. We have that role, but the pride and ownership of the product should span across the the team, I, I feel, as well. So a lot of times in product ownership classes, I'm advocating for having designers and developers in there, too. So we can look at how do we thread this needle of a valuable, usable, feasible product. Mm-hmm. So product owners, product managers really have their hands on value and understanding users, but also being very savvy with the experience as well as knowing the technology. That's a lot for one person to take on. So I feel like we've got to figure out as well some sort of cross-functional product ownership to help build the right product. I always say product owners uh, who only focus on feedback, you know, always seem to get a little Mm -hmm. defensive. The Achilles heel of a lot of the product owners I coach is that they don't understand they need to proactively seek that input that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny because some of them will go, oh my God, those are two different things. Input and feedback. Yep. (laughs) You know, one's proactive, one's reactive. (laughs) Right. Got to be proactive. Yeah, it'd be nice to preempt some things and not just react. Preempting allows more fine-tuning on the pivoting and adjusting and prioritizing and adapting, where reactive just makes it whipsaw and thrashing and not much happening. So a little bit more proactive or preemptive would be very nice. Figure some things out. Learn early. Yeah, that would be a sweet thing to do. So that's where I'm definitely trying to focus because we can learn so much faster than we can build. So ideas can be very cheap, right? The cost of a sticky note, a back of the napkin, building those things, that's harder. So maybe, yeah, ideate fast and, and see what we can do to land on a couple, three really great ideas and then figure out how to move forward in building those. Right. Well, we're looking forward to having you for both back-to-back, the advanced CSPO and the CSPPO. So we're going to have the advanced class May 12th and 13th and the CSPPO May 14th and 15th right here in Minneapolis. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. You're welcome. Thank you.